Welcome to the Eventualities Podcast, interesting conversations with the people behind our favourite regional festivals and events. We dive into the memorable experiences they create, the unexpected challenges they've overcome and what they've learned along the way. The Lismore Lantern Parade is an annual community event held on or around the longest night of the year being the winter solstice. The event attracts approximately 30,000 people each year and is estimated to contribute 3.4 million to the local economy. With its social, economic and cultural contribution to the city, the event has been formally recognised by Lismore City Council as its signature event. Each year, the Lantern Parade involves participants from Lismore throughout the Northern Rivers and visitors to the region who have attended workshops in lantern, mask and costume making. School and community workshops start at Easter each year with many other volunteers travelling from across the country to participate in this event. Lighten Up Inc. are the producers of the Lismore Lantern Parade and run year-round programs and workshops throughout regional, rural and metropolitan Australia, including lantern making, shadow theatre, illuminated puppets, masks and costume making and story development. Jilly Jackson is the CEO and Creative Director of the Lismore Lantern Parade. Welcome, Jilly. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us for the Eventualities podcast. We're so excited to have you and we will pop a video up when we launch this podcast, but it's so great to see your background. You're sitting in your workshop in Lismore. You are surrounded by colourful lanterns and puppets and masks. Thank you for for bringing us such an amazing backdrop. It's beautiful to see. It's where we play. (laughs) It's my, my happy place. It certainly does look happy. This more Lantern Parade began in 1994. Can you tell us about the history of the event? Why did it start? Um, how did it start? Can you take us right back to then? A long time ago. It was 26 years ago. We celebrated our 25th anniversary last year, which was really wonderful. So the Lantern Parade started as a way to bring light to the heart of the city. The Lismore CBD at that particular time was a little bit sad and 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 not very lively but more importantly it was an opportunity for the myriad of artists and performers and people who lived in the area to come together to create the start of an arts festival and that's how the Lantern Parade started. For me I had lived in Hong Kong for and, and Southeast Asia for quite a while before that and so lanterns were something that I was already pretty familiar with and it seemed like a good metaphor for bringing the light to the heart of the city. I love that. And why Lismore? Were you from Lismore originally? I ended up in Lismore. (laughs) I'd travelled around the world quite a lot. I'd worked as a fashion designer in in Europe and in in Southeast Asia. And I actually had a, a boyfriend at one stage in Hong Kong and from Australia. I was at the time in Nepal and he sent me a ticket to come to Australia. So I came. We didn't get on so well, but I ended up living in Nimbin and meeting my husband and having babies and Lismore was my home. So it all worked out. It all worked out. So tell me about starting that initial festival. Um, How many of you were involved? Was it just you? Did you bring in some um, helpers? No, it was it was myself and, and a friend at the time, and we we just came up with a group of us thinking that it was a good idea to do something to celebrate the winter solstice. There wasn't very much happening at that time of year, and it was also really obvious that there were strong connections that that festival events throughout history 
really worked well when they were connected to the cycles of the seasons and and the, the heavens. And so the, there was nothing really happening around winter solstice. And traditionally, it's always been a time for lanterns and, and bringing the light because it's the time when you go from the cold of the winter to the, the optimism of the return of the sun, which freaked a few people out in North and New South Wales at that time. We were frightful pagan people who ate babies and things. <laughs> That's how it started. The, 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 my friend, who, who was, we were the two sort of main instigators, moved on. And I, being the stubborn biddy that I was then and still am, kept it going because I thought it was really beautiful. And it's just grown gently ever since then. So tell me about that very first event back in 1994. How many people did you get, I guess, who were involved in terms of the actual parade and then those that were involved as spectators on the side or businesses, that type of thing? Well, it's very interesting. Basically, in the lead up to it, we made lanterns with with the community and things. And then the relationship that I had with the other person ended two weeks before the first parade. Oh, wow. So I, actually, I was there for all the setup and all the workshops and all the planning, and, but I didn't actually participate officially in the first parade. I, I stood on the sidelines. We, we didn't have any permits. We didn't have any, you know, we, we just walked down the road. There was maybe 200 people, 300 people carrying lanterns. There was people hanging out at the pubs going, yeah, boo, that's weird. And, you know, that was the first parade. And then we burnt, we burnt a, a sun on the river, we, on a pontoon on the river. And so I had, that's the only lantern parade that I've actually watched because ever since then I've been up to my eyeballs in it. But the very first one I... You got to I, be a spectator. <laughs> And, and and yeah, and so it, it just very gently grew. We we learned that you had to have the right permissions and and whatnot and find that balance between doing the the sort of the paperwork and the admin and and so on and having the creative streak as well. Absolutely. It's it's such a balance, isn't it? Especially with such a creative festival like yours. So I'd love to know, obviously it has grown gently. But when did you get to the stage where you realised that you had an event that was drawing people from not just within, you know, locally within the region, but from outside and I guess having council come on board as a supporter? What timeline was that? Council had been very supportive from really early on in the piece. We made sure that we, we connected with council and, and, and they were very supportive. So... They've been involved from the very beginning. And then I would say there would be about five years in, we realised that it was, it was more than we'd actually bargained for. <laughs> and we got a few grants, which made a big difference, and we were able to do some, some big things. They, sometimes they kind of blur you know, that now which year did that happen and which year did that happen? Of course, uh, 26 years. <laughs> there's a few people, there's a few people on, on, the, on the team who have got vivid memories. There's the, the Brett who's, who's still with us. He, he can tell you what year, what happened and who did what. And, and 
that's that's correct. <laughs> no, it's good to have those so, people around you. Speaking of that, Lighten Up Inc. are the producers of the festival. So can you tell yep. us a little bit about what that organisation is and does and then I guess how that's evolved and what is well, what is involved with then running the Lantern Festival, Lantern Parade? So the, the original Lantern Parade was, was I can't remember who auspiced that. Maybe it was just not auspiced. <laughs> but early, very early in the, the, the piece, there was the Lismore Arts Council. So the regional arts organisations had the arts councils around in, in, in different communities. So it auspiced and, 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 and ran the, the, the Lantern Parade for a number of years. Then the... the and that, no, it wasn't. It was the Lismore Folk Trust. It was the Lismore Folk Trust that started it. And then that turned into the Lismore Arts Council. And then that turned into Lighten Up. So each time they kind of morphed into, as the focus became more and more on the lanterns and less and less on other arts activities and, and concerts and folk, folky things, it became Lighten Up and with our, our major focus on, on lanterns. So, yeah, yes. that's great. Okay, so what year round, what does Lighten Up do? So Lighten Up uh, runs workshops all through the year and some of the, the, it hosts some work for the Dole programs. It works programs for school kids, for people with special needs. We have some NDIS participants now. And then as people saw the lanterns and the, the Lismore Lantern Parade, they said, oh, we want a bit of that. And so we, uh, we got invited to do a parade, you know, at the Strawberry Festival in Redlands in Queensland or at the, the Dubbo Dream Festival and so on. So there was, we, we just got, and each of those jobs contributed to the, to the financial manage, running of the, of the uh, organisation. And yes, yeah, so it became a year-round thing, particularly the second half of the year. We we have we had an event nearly every nearly every week. Oh wow! Um, and you are travelling, obviously, around the northern rivers, north coast into Queensland. Are you coming oh. south as well? Yep, yep. We we went. We've been to Hobart. We've been to Geelong. We've been we've we've done Port Ferry a couple of times. Port Ferry Folk Festival. We've done Chinese New Year in Sydney. We I I should have been in in Northeast Arnhem Land for a couple of weeks this year. We, we, I was there the year before last year and the year before that. Uh, we we part of a, one of our group of people joined with some puppeteers and did a tour all the way around the sort of the south and west coast to Perth. We've been to Darwin. We've been to Alice Springs. We've been to Central Australia, North, far north Queensland. We did the, the, the Deadly Ditch Festival last year, all sorts of things. In Canberra, we were, we were supposed to be going back again this year. We were in Canberra for Floriard last year. So from the sublime to the ridiculous. Really. Wow, that is so <laughs> exciting. So what about with the actual um, Lismore Lantern Parade, how many of you are working on that in either a paid or volunteer capacity? How many do you actually have on your committee or team? Well, we have a committee and that has seven members 
and there's some who've been involved since the year dot and and then then there's a there's a few people come and go in, in there and then we have three paid employees we have a, a vacancy at the moment but brett who i mentioned before he sort of manages the, in the workshop and he builds all the big things and he also designs all the lighting he's got an amazing capacity for creating the the lighting and designing how that works on, on, on 12 volt systems so he's a, a a vital part of the the chain and then there's me sort of coming up with mad ideas and then getting everybody to do it and then a, a core group of regular volunteers and and the, and how that works as well is that that when there's a job that's got some money attached to it then that gets shared out you know we're very socialist so it's sort of yeah so this if there's a if there's a gig then you know and people contribute to that everybody gets something we try and make sure that there's a little bit that goes out um oh, that's great that's excellent so can you tell the mortgage <laughs> yeah that's very important especially this year so we'll get to 2020 shortly but what i'd love to know is can you tell us about the 2019 event so tell us about what happens over the Lismore Lantern Parade day, weekend, what what do people get to be involved with? Okay, so in again, we as, as when we were talking earlier, we were we were discussing how we have these little challenges that keep popping up for for the the festival and we you know when everybody was talking about pivoting for 2020, we've been pivoting for absolutely years. <laughs> So in 2018, we, I'm just going back a year because it, it, it will refer, we, the, where we had finally ended up doing our Bari finale after the parade that comes through town was in, a, in the, one of the major sporting ovals in town. It had fences and grandstands and we could sell tickets. We found out in early 2019, 2018, that, that was no longer available because they were doing renovations. So within a matter of weeks, we had to completely re-plan everything and we, we moved it to an area in town called the Quad and a car park. So we did a bonfire and a parade and performance in a car park. And it survived, the car park survived. And so we did that again in 20, we planned to do that in 2019 because we didn't have access still to the, to the oval. And so planning for that began early, well, in, in late 2018, early 2019. Uh, and there are all sorts of different pathways into the festival. So people can be at schools and we do workshops with schools and we have a schools coordinator and we perhaps maybe have a thousand school children make lanterns over a period of about six to eight weeks. Some schools make them every year, some schools do them every other year. We have community organizations who come in and, and make things or they have a lantern which is their lantern, you know, so there's a there's a there's some there's a, a, a big trout there used to be trouts in the river here that belongs to one of the environmental businesses in town and they sponsor, they provide us with a donation to that. Or there's Jody's Inspiration, which is about 
uh, cancer and they that's a big heart with decorations and they come in and redecorate it or mend it or look after it over the years so there's all sorts of different either through community organizations or, or businesses that get involved over the time uh, leading up to the to the lantern parade and then there's we have we have well over a hundred big lanterns and so all sorts of different groups and people just come in and carry a lantern and they they all have a little sign in front of them a bit like the olympic games we try and keep them all similar that people have you know don't always follow the rules especially up here in the northern rivers and so but there's you know there's different groups have that that they publicize their their name we shine a light on all the different groups and then we have bands and we have school bands and we have dancing groups and you know, it just sort of grows like topsy. <laughs> so how many and, uh, participants would you have in the actual parade every year? I think in 2019 we had something like 2,500 people. Wow, that's a lot of marshalling, isn't it? That's a lot of wrangling. It was a long parade. <laughs> Everybody Everybody wanted to be in it last year because it was our 25th anniversary. So it was a long parade and, and all credit to all the people who sat on the street and, and watched. But, you know, there were a lot of people who would get, come find a parking spot on, on, on the street in a ute or a, or, a, or, or a car and back it up to, to on the parade route and sit there with their hampers and their blankets and, and, and wait for the parade. And it was, a, it was, there was a street party going on. How um, fantastic. As everybody went 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 along so you know that, that if you knew what you were doing you 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 were very comfortable and it was it was pretty cool That's and then great. we have the lanterns we, we install some of the lanterns and people can go and have selfies with the lantern you know that if you've got costa or 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 brett's beautiful pegasus lantern you can go go and have your photograph taken with a with the lantern and last year we had uh the feast we had a, a, a beautiful dinner and I had this idea of having a, a, a crystal marquee and the whole roof of it sort of was filled with lanterns and we had all it was beautiful and you know people paid a reasonable sum to come and have and we had a beautiful a great dinner and and much fun was had and and then going on at the same time we had a stage with dancing and and performance on into the evening it didn't go late because it gets cold but people danced and kept warm so and then during the day we have huge markets with lots of food and beautiful food some stuff that you you might get at the markets but some people cook especially for the weekend and and crafts and and activities and a whole host of children's activities throughout the throughout the day as well Wow, it's busy. yeah, very busy. And look, it's so it's such a visual event. So we'll make sure we put some great photos up um, of those different elements you've discussed. The other thing that I forgot to say, which is really important, is one of one of our favourite trips uh, each each year, and is we've been going for fourteen, going working with this organisation for fourteen years now is uh, Murrumbilla Voices. And if you haven't heard Murrumbilla voices, check them out because what, what uh, 
Michelle and her team do with that is just amazing. They get children from all over far western New South Wales, Burke, Lightning Bridge, Dubbo, Walgut, all of those places. And they come together and they, they, they sing. And um, that we, um, they also dance and they also make lanterns and they also play taiko drums. So on the Friday night, we had as a group from Murrumbilla Voices came to Lismore and we had this gala concert, which was out of this world. And at one point we had the taiko drums and the Lismore Youth Jazz Orchestra facing off. And it was just this amazing, amazing, wild piece of music. It was just wonderful. And it was kind of a culmination of the idea. Last year's theme was called Rivers of Light. And it was about all the, the little rivers of light that had traveled uh, from across Australia back to Lismore. And um, yes. Oh, it was really incredible. Incredible. I've got goosebumps. Thank yes. you for that. So you're attracting a large number of people to this event now, up to 30,000, which is pretty incredible for a regional event. Where are these people coming from? Um, I would say, I haven't got the numbers off the top of my head, but a bit less than half come from fairly much within an hour or two's drive from, from Lismore. Then, then it spreads out, you know, to, to outside the Northern Rivers area. And then there's, there's a, a, quite a large number of people who come from places like Sydney, from Brisbane, from um, Adelaide, uh, Melbourne, really quite far away. And then a lot of the people we've been to do events in their towns, they come to Lismore to, to, to see what we do which is the big one this is the mother, the mother. <laughs> to get to experience that's amazing yeah. so it, it is having a really big as we mentioned at the top a big financial impact not just on Lismore but on the northern rivers um as you said at a time that is generally fairly quiet yeah, it's getting a bit a bit busier now and and I find that we have a lot of people who ring up and say when are you doing the lantern parade so that they can work out when their their event is and yes, yeah, so so it's 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 a good a good uh, a good input to the community, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now you you've made mention of it, and certainly if you have a look at your website, your event in particular seems to be have been thrown its fair share of challenges over the last twenty six years, and the reoccurring theme that you know keeps coming up is resilience. So, can you talk to us about some of the biggest challenges that you have faced over over these twenty six years? Um. I think I, there was one in about 2011 when it rained and rained and rained and rained and we had to, uh, we had, is that going to disturb you? Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, there was, I think it was about 2011 when it rained and rained and rained and the area down by the river where we used to do the, the, the finale at that time was was underwater a week before the or two weeks before the uh, the lantern parade so we had to move everything and we turned the lantern parade around so in the past we had started it in town and gone down to the river 
So this year we turned it all around and started it down by the river and headed up um, to town and did it in the um, we, and did it in the car park that we went to in 2018. So we were familiar, but at that time that car park had nothing. It had no water, no power, no nothing. So that was that was one of our resiliences. And then 2017, I think, was one of the biggest. Um, was when the the floods came through. Ty, ty, Typhoon Debbie came in and just slammed and smashed. And we tried to protect everything in our workshop, which is, was at that time on one of the lowest parts of the, the town. But we got about three and a half meters of water through everything. Many, 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 most of our lanterns got waterlogged underwater and we lost masses of materials and furniture and, and we tried to, we, we took as, as much as we could manage away, but I had realized there was going to be a, a flood and I booked a truck. But when I went to pick the truck up, a, a sort of a swirl of water had come through from, some, from an, a, an unexpected direction and the truck was actually up a tree. And there's a photograph of, of the truck that we were supposed to be hiring was, was up a tree where it had been lifted up and thrown into a tree by, by the water. It was, but it was, you know, the whole town was just devastated. But the support that we got was great in the cleanup. And, you know, so many people had their own incredible tragedies and, and things to deal with. But we had one of the schools came down on several days with their year six students and they scrubbed things and cleaned things. And we had people with gurneys and, and we, I think we sent away about seven truckloads of rubbish of stuff that was just unusable, you know, paper and, and the material, you know, we, we stripped down lanterns and just, yes, it was horrendous. Oh, devastating. But then we went around, we went around the streets and we got a few nice little bits that we took home because people had put them on the streets and here, come and take this. So we, we've got some nice chairs and whatnot um, oh, in goodness. the workshop now. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. So that was, and then there was the story I told you about in 2018 when, where we had planned and designed our finale to, to be, we couldn't. So we, we, I sat in this, in this area called the quad and I said, I'm going to turn this into a wonderland. And that was what we called the, the, the parade that year. So, and you did. <laughs> and then that brings us to pirouetting in 2020. Yes, that was actually my next question. So do you want to talk to us about 2020 and what you ended up doing this year? Okay, so... Well, started in 2019 with the fires. I mean, the fires were circling all around us and many of the people who we, who we work with uh, were, were severely impacted by the fires. So, and, you know, it had been, it was, it was already, everybody was a little bit on edge. And then we started hearing talk about this, this um, virus that was going around. And, and then people started cancelling and and we realized that it was not going to be appropriate or possible to bring 30,000 they wouldn't come anyway people into the streets 
but it was really, really, really important because for a lot of people, the Lantern Parade is actually quite an emotional and special time of the year. And that whole metaphor we had about the, the light and the light within is, is real and it's real for a lot of people. And um, so we, we started putting together kits of the little lanterns and did a little shop online and invited people to, to buy a kit and make a lantern and then take a photo and send it in to us. And we made a little video, which is on our website with some of our older lanterns and some of the lanterns that people made in the, in the, uh, all sorts of places from Tasmania again, from Tasmania to Darwin to to Adelaide to Perth, all over the place. We were sending our little kits out, and then on the night we we had a Zoom party. That was my very first experience of Zoom, and we had people dropping in from from all over Australia, but we also had some people dropping in from the UK and um, from America. And uh, Costa Lantern Costa came in and said hello to check that his his uh, lantern was behaving itself because we'd taken a whole bunch of the lanterns from the workshop and then installed them around the CBD in the in the gardens and in the parking spaces so that people could just wander around the CBD and then Nixie, who's our little fairy, took everybody on a virtual sort of uh, journey through through the CBD, looking at all the lanterns, and the businesses uh, council funded the businesses to have some lanterns in their windows. So we had CBD businesses with with lanterns in their windows as well. So there was the, the whole the, the lantern feeling was 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 quite strong. And then out in the in the in, around town, there were people who put lanterns on their on their letterboxes or there were little groups of people in their driveways you know clapping hands and then there was other little groups of people wandering down the street with a drum and and, and half a dozen lanterns and having their own little lantern parades so it was it, it was it was surprising and and delightful and and it kept the spirit alive in a very different way congratulations that yeah, well done. That's a really great pivot. But as you said, you're used to doing that, aren't you? You've been doing it pretty much from day dot. So, so great to hear. Where do you see Lantern Parade going moving forward? What do you hope to to see? Did this year change anything for you? Are you changing the way you're planning future festivals? It's very hard to think of future festivals. It's at the moment survival is topmost on our on our list because, as I said before, we lost our entire income in in one fell swoop. So we we're setting up a, an a, an, a, an online shop and selling lanterns through that. We are doing small offering our services for small events. We did do a parade two weeks ago, which was really exciting in Queensland. I think a week before, the week after the, 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 we were in the bubble on the Northern Rivers. So we, a, a week after uh, the bubble allowed us to go in, we, we did, a, we, we'd been doing some workshops and then with, with the students, and then we did a parade within the, 
within the uh, boundaries of the University of Queensland, which was just wonderful. And it was so, so amazing to be doing that. And for them as well, it was, it, it was I got a, a, a message from the, the person who was organizing and they said it was just made such a difference for people to see that there. And in fact, the professor who's been leading the vaccination you know, research, he came down and had a look at everything and he was quite delighted by it all. So I was, I was a bit, <laughs> meeting him, it was amazing. Yes, so next year, we, we, I think we'll have to plan to do something very different. You know, we, we, we have a, a group um, of people in Atlanta, Georgia, in the USA, who were inspired by Lismore and the lanterns. And they've, they've been making lanterns and doing lantern stuff all through their pandemic and, 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 and everything. And they have a thing called a parade in place. So we did a little bit of that with our, our virtual parade. So we're going to look at different ways of doing it, you know, and make it so that people come, come to the lantern parade in a different way. It won't be just standing on the street you know, in the back of your ute and having a whole bunch of people walk past for an hour. We'll, we'll have, it'll be much more moving around, I think. I don't know. It's still in dreaming, dreaming time at the moment. Watch this space. And I'm sure this is when you shine, Jilly. We get your creative juices flowing. So we yeah. look forward yeah. to seeing, yeah, what's to be. But thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this chat. Your your event is so joyous. And I really hope that those lanterns keep shining. And I hope that you do get the opportunity to start running your workshops again, even if it is just more regionally for now or for to the places that you can. But it was it's so exciting to hear that you got to do an actual parade a few weeks ago. So well done on that yeah fingers crossed that's just the beginning of things turning a corner for you because I think you've got so much to offer and just even again looking at your background now it's just it is it's so joyous so I really hope you get <laughs> to keep bringing that to communities across the country now to finish up well before we get into our final lot of questions are there is there anything else you'd like to say Oh yeah, I just I, I forgot to say one of one of the, the 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 loveliest things is that whilst Victoria was in lockdown, I have a lot of family in in Victoria. I got a call from a childcare centre which looks after a lot of the uh, the, the hospital nurses and 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 doctors' children and stuff like that, and. The, a, a number of those children would, were graduating at Christmas and they had seen some of the lanterns that I'd sent down to people in, in, in Melbourne when we did our virtual lantern parade. And she, I've just sent down 60 or so lantern, lantern kits and they're making them up for the little children in Melbourne to graduate with. And they're going to decorate them with their own their own ideas and designs and things and that's going to be their graduation ceremony so those sorts of things are, are just wonderful and make my heart swell oh that's <laughs> so beautiful and we should all keep an eye out for your online shop shouldn't we which is coming soon because I think those kits are fantastic in lieu of you being able to get out to places at the moment that's maybe a way we can connect and we've also got um and online donations and you can we have a on on uh, i don't know if it's on the website yet but on facebook it, you can give now 
and you can you can make donations to help us stay afloat. Oh, absolutely. Well, look, we'll put a link um, not only to your website, to that Facebook donation page in our show notes so people can reach out that way. Um, and if, yeah, if people haven't gotten along to the lands, I certainly haven't been there yet. So I hope to get up there one day or experience it in another format, whatever that will be. So again, thank you so much, Jilly. And let's get into these final questions if you're ready. Yep. Okay. I am. What? Well, you've kind of answered this, but let's go again. What was the last event you went to? That was the Bloom Festival at the University of Queensland two weeks ago. Yay. It's so um, exciting to hear people say they went to something recently. <laughs> I also went to a wonderful concert by an organisation called Sprung, which has got mixed ability uh, dancers in, and that was just exquisite and, and very heartwarming. Was that part of the Bloom you- Festival? No, this was in Lismore. Oh, Lismore. This was in Lismore. Wonderful. Mm. See? The Bloom Festival in, in Brisbane. Oh, it's so, so great to see that things are starting up again. What's the fa- your favourite event that you've been to? Uh, <laughs> I can't think. Besides your um, own. <laughs> oh, I was going to say my own. <laughs> um, I don't know because everyone is so different and I mean, I love Woodford. I love Woodford. But most, I'm ashamed to say that I'm a really boring person because most of the events that I go to, I'm working. (laughs) And so, and I always enjoy them. So, Well, that's great. And that's part of event life, isn't it? (laughs) You have to enjoy them from the other side. No, that's great. It's probably my favourite. Okay, we'll go with Woodford. Which event is on your bucket list? I don't have one at the moment. I kind of tossed the bucket out when the uh, uh, the uh, pandemic hit because I knew that all the things that I had thought I wanted to see, you know, I'd have loved to have gone to Burning Man or something like that, you know, but that's not going to be that's not going to be doable for a long time yet. And as I said to you, I'm no spring chicken. So <laughs> we would have to see what's, what, you know, what's going to happen in the future. But so I, I find that really exciting, though, because now it's a, it's a beautiful empty bucket and I can start filling it again. I love that, Jilly. That's a, that's a great answer. Okay, so let's pretend Glastonbury or the Super Bowl. Do either of those interest you? Glastonbury. Um, sort of, as long as it's not muddy. <laughs> Yep. Okay. And last question, your favourite thing about the festivals and events industry? Oh, the people, the people, the, 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 the people and the, and the, the amazing ideas and creativity that, that we, that we exchange and, you know, not the, the people who, the creatives who are involved, all the, I love meeting all the people who, who make the lights work and the things and build this, the stages. I've got some wonderful friends who are stage builders and, and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's wonderful. And then meeting the audiences as well and the people who are participating. So, no, it's, it's, it's the people and what they bring. A hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jilly. I've loved learning more about the Lismore Lantern Parade and we certainly wish you all the best. I can't wait to see what you do with this um, event because I think there's some exciting things on the horizon and we certainly hope that you get to 
do some workshops and, you know, have your core income start start up again. So we'll certainly put those links in the show notes for people. Um, We're ready for work. Yep, you're ready for work. So I think, you know, hopefully we get a lot of people reaching out because I think there's some ways that people can incorporate your skill set and creativity into anything they're doing. It could be festivals and events or or otherwise. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Belinda. It's been a joy to chat with you. <laughs> oh, look, and yeah, look, your workshop is bringing me lots of joy. So again, we'll try and get some of those photos up and maybe a behind the scenes tour for people to see the great space you get to be in every day. So thanks again, Gilly. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Eventualities podcast. Subscribe for future episodes and the best way you can support us is by leaving a review which helps others find the podcast. 